another episode of Raising Daughters. Dr. Tim Jordan here. Uh, come by here every week. I really appreciate that you do that. To listen to me talk about different topics that relate to girls, what their girls experiencing in their lives these days, and also how you can support them best as their parents, their teachers, or their caregivers. And today, we're, we're talking about holiday stuff already. Can you believe that? Thanksgiving is just around the corner. I saw a quote recently that said, it's almost Thanksgiving Day. Remember to set all of your scales back 10 pounds tonight. So maybe we can do that. But I thought instead of just doing that, I also would give you some thoughts today about thanks, i.e. gratitude. A few thoughts about research about the effects of gratitude, ways to experience gratitude, how you can teach your kids, and how you can have a home where kids will learn about gratitude and how to express it. There's a whole host of benefits that come from people who practice gratitude consistently. Things like having a stronger immune system and improved health, higher levels of positive emotions, things like joy, optimism, happiness. People who practice gratitude consistently are more generous and compassionate. Uh, they relish good experiences. They deal better with adversity and it helps them build stronger relationships. I saw a study of couples, and I found that people who, express, people who express gratitude for their partner felt more positive about them, and they felt safer expressing their concerns about the relationship, which is obviously really important. There's also been a lot of studies looking at kids and teens who practice gratitude. And kids and teens who do that, who practice gratitude consistently, tend to be less materialistic, they have better grades, they tend to set higher goals. They feel more satisfied with their friends and their family and their school. And they also tend to be more resilient in times of stress. That's a big one to, in these days. I saw a school study where just five weeks of writing five things they were grateful for the previous week gave kids higher levels of optimism and life satisfaction. Those kids who, who for just five weeks wrote five things every day, they, or, I'm sorry, the previous week, they also uh, had less negative feelings. They felt better about their school and their life. And they felt more connected to their school community. And that led to greater gratitude. I saw a study of some fourth graders who did some gratitude visits. And they felt better about themselves even two months later, especially those who had had previously low mood. Studies on gratitude with teachers found that it makes teachers more satisfied and accomplished. They're less emotionally exhausted, possibly reducing teacher burnout. And you heard a lot about that in a podcast a few weeks ago that I did with those two uh, principles. So all across the board, whether you're talking about kids or teens or parents, teachers, etc., there's a lot of benefits when we express gratitude, especially if we do it regularly, consistently. Let's talk now about some ways to experience gratitude, ways to show gratitude. Let me, let me uh, read you two quick quotes first. The first one is by Gertrude Stein. And she said that silent gratitude isn't very much to anyone. William Arthur Ward said, feeling gratitude and not expressing it is like wrapping a present and not giving it. So what are some ways that we can show gratitude, ways we can teach our kids to show gratitude as well? One of them is to do it just in person, just to give people acknowledgments, affirm people, thank them for things they've done for you. Sometimes people will do things like a gratitude journal, 
where they'll spend five or ten minutes before they go to bed at night just writing about the things in their life that they're grateful for. Experiences, things that they have, people. And I think the more specific, probably the better. They can also write some gratitude things in their journal about themselves, about their health, about their personality, about their advantages, about anything they want to that, that, that is about being grateful for their existence, if you will. Some people express gratitude by just mentally counting their blessings regularly, just in their mind, but they don't have to always write it down. You can just think about things that you're grateful for before you go to bed first thing in the morning to start your day. One of the things that I like to do is to write letters of gratitude to people who made a difference in my life, or maybe people who made a difference in the lives of others. I think it's really valuable to tell people what they've meant to you. Uh, my wife, Ann, and I have been have been running uh, father-daughter and mother-daughter retreats for the past 20 years. We've also been having our, our summer camps for kids and teens. For, this is our 32nd year. And one of the things that we've had our kids do at our camps, not, not the kids, but their parents do, is to secretly write a love letter to them to express what they love about them and also things that they appreciate and they're grateful for about their daughters. We've done the thing, same thing with our father middle school daughter retreats and our mother middle school daughter retreats where the dads will write a letter of gratitude for their daughters and then the girls do the same thing for their dads. And the last night, usually we'll sit around a campfire or in a big circle and the, the dads read the, the letters to their daughters and vice versa and it's many tears are shed. Everybody feels more loved and, and cared about. It's beautiful. When the girls at our camps read the letters, we usually do it on the last evening or the, or the morning before their parents come. And they'll sit there and read them, and you could hear a pin drop in their room. There's often a lot of tears. Sometimes it's tears of joy. Sometimes it's tears of some kids wish, wish they'd heard more. But they're always happy to have gotten them. I remember I got into a habit years ago of writing letters of gratitude to my mentors, uh, many of whom are dead now. But I remember uh, expressing them, especially around the holidays. I would just write a quick note, just telling them what they meant to me, what they meant for me, ways that they changed my life. So you might want to get into the habit of doing that. Some more ways to express gratitude. One of them is just to remember the bad times, the adversities you've gone through, and then contrast that with where you're at now and focus on how far you've come and be grateful for that. Also wrapped around that is forgiveness. Focusing on the gifts and the lessons that you learned from from an adversity, from a challenging experience that you had with an event, with a person, with whatever. And forgiveness is forgiving you the ability to move on, to let go of negative feelings, anger feelings, resentment, etc. Instead, focus on what I learned from that experience. What can I take with me that, is, that will help me in my future? Some people like to express gratitude through prayers of gratitude that you can find in, in different books and things. Another way to be, uh, be in that state of mind is just to use more positive language. Using words like encouragement, gifts, giving, blessings, feeling blessed, fortunate. Uh, using words like abundance, appreciation, content or contentment, thankful. Just trying to use more language like that in your everyday lives, I think will put you in a different state of mind than if you're using negative language. It also helps to look for things that you're grateful for. Because what you focus on, you get more of. 
I do an exercise sometimes with girls in my camps or, I'll, or in my office practice, my counseling practice, where I'll tell them to close their eyes. And then I tell them, I'm going to have you open your eyes, and I'll give you 10 seconds to memorize everything in the room that is the color blue. Ready, set, go. So they open their eyes. They look around quickly. And I count down. And I say, OK, stop. Close your eyes. And I say, tell me everything you saw in the room that is the color orange. And they always go, oh, that's They start whining. But the point is, and they always get it, is if you only focus on blue, you miss out on all the other colors of the rainbow. If you're focusing on the negative things in your life and things that you don't have or don't want, then you're losing out and you're missing out on all the positive things, all the things you could be grateful for that are going on in your life or that you've experienced. What you focus on, you tend to get more of. So think positive thoughts. Focus on positive things, and you'll get more of that in your life. One of my favorite ways, my favorite ways to express gratitude is what I read somewhere a long time ago called the George Bailey effect. And George Bailey is the main character, Jimmy Stewart, in the movie It's a Wonderful Life. And it's called the George Bailey effect because what happens is uh, he's really uh, discouraged, he's kind of depressed, and he's He's thinking about ending his life because then his, his family could get his, uh, the life insurance money. And he's thinking that uh, he's no good. And this angel comes down and, he, and George Bailey says, I wish I, I wish I had never been born. People would be a lot better off without me if I had never been born. So the angel gives him the gift of, let's see what, what the world would be like if you hadn't ever been born. So you imagine what life would be like without not just you, but you can imagine what your life would be like without a major blessing in your life, like, like having parents, ha your spouse, your children, uh, positive life events, some of your really good friends. If you imagine what your life would be like if you didn't have that blessing in your life, then usually you get into a really big state of gratitude. And you realize that actually maybe you have things better than you thought. So I love the George Bailey effect. A couple more ways to give gratitude or to express gratitude. Give credit to other people. Uh, we call that sometimes having your arrows out at camp, having your interest out, focusing more on other people than just yourself. And that usually puts you into a state of gratitude and good feelings. You can do things like focus on your senses and appreciate the miracle that your body is. Even just appreciating things like that you're alive. I had open heart surgery three years ago, and so every day I express gratitude to myself about about how grateful I am for still being alive, because that could have been a lot worse. So focus on just the miracle of being alive, the miracle of your body and the way your body works for you without you even having to think about it. It's amazing. Some people experience gratitude through prayer or meditation. Uh, there's other ways, like things like gratitude clubs. Schools will have assemblies where they'll appreciate people. It could be a writing assignment at school. A lot of times when my wife and I are doing our Strong Girls, Strong World school program, and we're working with a classroom of girls, one of the things we'll do is we'll, we'll have them sit in a circle, and then we'll have a gratitude feast, where they will either uh, just throw out one at a time things that they're grateful for for their class. They might throw out things that they're grateful for for people in the class. Sometimes we'll have them turn to the person to the right one at a time. They say, one of the things I most appreciate about you is blank. And that person says, thanks. And then they turn to the next person all around the circle. And boy, does that ever shift a tone in a class. And we encourage the teachers to do that when they do class meetings. 
Because if they can start talking about the things that they appreciate, they're less focused on the negative stuff. Some people will, will express gratitude through poetry, through pictures, photographs, uh, artwork, songs, stories, um, lots of ways artistically to express gratitude. And, and that can also be a really positive experience for people. And last but not least, maybe deciding to adopt a more upbeat, positive mindset. That's especially true, I think, when I talk to kids, when I talk to girls who are in uh, grades like middle school, high school, because they connect a lot with their friends over negative things with gossip and rumors and things. And that gives a whole kind of negative kind of feeling to groups and classrooms and schools. But they can learn to adopt a different kind of mindset and connect with people over things that are more positive. Connect over gratitude, things that they appreciate about each other. That can shift really quickly the tone of a class. Remember, too, that gratitude tends to beget gratitude. So the more you express it, the more you're in that state of mind, the more you'll think about it, the more you'll notice things to be grateful for, and so it spirals in a good way. So let me give you a few ideas here before we close about things you can do in your homes that will engender more gratitude within yourself, your family, your kids, etc., I heard about uh, a quote that said, my socks may not match, but my feet are always warm. Again, what you focus on, you get more of. So one of the things you can do in your homes is you can work gratitude into your daily conversations. Have rituals. When my kids were younger, like in grade school, middle school, we did family meetings every week with our kids. Almost never missed a week, cause, and our kids loved it. We would sit around for maybe 20, 30 minutes or so, and we would do lots of different things. We would discuss issues going on, things we need to settle as a family. But we also started every meeting with a gratitude feast. We would go around and everybody got a turn. So if I was the first person, I would start by saying one thing I loved about and appreciated about my wife and each of my three kids. And then our kids always had us do the same thing about our dog. That was one of our rituals in our family meetings. And that was a really, really, really valuable one. Our kids learned to give acknowledgments and, importantly, to receive them which is really tough for girls a lot of times unless they practice. Around our holiday tables, Thanksgiving, Christmas, when, our, when our, my siblings, when we have friends over, a lot of times before we start eating, uh, we'll go around and everybody will share something. Everybody's like, oh, we're at Tim and Ann's house. But they always like our sharing because it makes everybody feel connected. I think any, way you can, any ways you can help your kids become more valuable at home by being helpful if they're helping to clean things up, if they're helping to do things, they're more appreciative of what you and other people are also doing. They start to realize what it takes to, to, um, to operate a home. I would encourage generosity in your home. Donations, tithing, cycling things, every season that comes around, whether it's, you know, uh, like we're, I live in St. Louis, so you know, it gets cold in the winter here. So in the, at the, about in the fall, it's time to kind of put the summer things away and and bring out the, 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 you know, the cold weather things, that's a good time to go through all the clothes in the summer and start to recycle those. Uh, maybe give them to Goodwill or a place like that. Same thing with toys. Kids have so many toys today. And so to go through those and thin them out every season and give, give them to people who have less. Um, buy one, donate one. You encourage generosity anywhere you can. 
in every place that you can with your kids. And it, it, there's a good feeling you get from, from being generous, from giving to other people. So it's, it's a good thing for the person who receives it. It's also good for the giver. Look for opportunities for your kids to, to have some, some uh, experiences with service work, being of service. It can be being of service in your home, but it can also be volunteering. You can do it as a family. They can do it just on their own. Um, so I would, I would encourage you to help them find opportunities to do that. Some schools make their kids do volunteer work, which is better than not doing it, but it would be good for your kids to be able to have a choice in uh, if they do it and what they do. Also, I think it's a good habit when your kids are young to start insisting that they do thank you notes. So when they get presents for their birthday, when they get presents during the holidays, uh, we used to make a list when our kids were young and write down what each relative gave to them so then they could send a note to thank the person for that. There's a man, Frank Clark, who wrote a quote one time and said, if a fellow isn't thankful for what he's got, he is not likely to be thankful for what he's going to get. I think that's true, especially around the holidays when the kids get so much stuff. I got into a habit years ago, if I bought like a new sweater, for instance, that if I bought a new sweater, then I, then I would have to give up another sweater. I would give it to Goodwill. So I, would, I wasn't accumulating things. And I kind of like that. It's kind of like I'm recycling things. I'd mentioned this before, but when, you've, when you or your family or your kids have gone through challenging times, it's good for them to to be aware of things that they learned from that challenging time, from that adversity, or the gifts, uh, or this, what kind of support did they receive? That famous quote of Mr. Rogers when there's tragedies that happen is always look for the helpers. There's a, there's a quote I found somewhere that said, a woman has got to love a bad man once or twice in her life to be thankful for a good man when he comes around. I see girls in my counseling practice who have just broken up with, with their dating partner. And they're you know, sad and they're you know, angry and they're all, they have all, a whole range of emotions. When they're ready, I had them talk about and journal about what did they learn about themselves in that relationship. What did they learn about being in a relationship, like in a romantic one? What were the lessons and what were the gifts they got from their ex, because if they can learn from that, also learn what they want to do different next time, things they want to continue to do in the next relationship and things they don't want to do, then they probably won't, re they probably won't repeat mistakes. Another quick quote from an unknown source. I want to say thank you to all the people who walked into my life and made it outstanding. I also want to thank the people who walked out of my life and made it fantastic. I think that goes for, for your, our exes and also friends that we lose along the way, etc. There's another good uh, quote I saw from Satchel Paige, the, the famous baseball player. He said, don't pray when it rains if you don't pray when the sun shines. Let me say that again. That's really deep. Don't pray when it rains if you don't pray when the sun shines. So practice gratitude every day. Even when the things aren't going well, there's always things you can be grateful for. I think for kids, too, in your homes, it's helpful to have lots of opportunities in their childhood to delay gratification, to have to wait for things, work hard for things, because when that thing, they finally earn it, they're much more appreciative and they're much more invested. And I don't think we do that enough today. I think kids ask for things and wham, they got it. So delay gratification. 
Also, we can teach our kids, and I do this at camp a lot with, with the girls who come, to savor the moments. Like if we're, if we're, if we just had a really great time, we're laughing, joking around, everybody's feeling connected, or we're maybe we're laying outside uh, on tarps, uh, watching some stars, looking for shooting stars, everybody's really calm and connected and peaceful. We'll stop and say, savor this moment. And what that means is, let's not just move on to the next thing, stop for a moment and really experience, how am I feeling right now? Um, what's this joy I have? I feel close, I feel loved, I feel connected. Allow yourself to really feel that for just a couple moments. And then the second part of savoring the moment is then to also think about another time, another memory where you felt similarly. And then you put those two memories together and it makes it an even bigger experience, an even more powerful experience. Saving the moment brings more joy, more fulfillment, and we tend to internalize feelings a lot more. And that's really valuable. One other thing I saw about um, what you can do in your homes, it said, I found a study that said, an awareness of what it costs another person to help you brings a lot of gratitude. So you think about something as simple as um, you get a carton of milk. Well, you know, what, what got, went into that carton of milk being in your refrigerator? Well, you know, somebody, you had to get it at a store, and in the store there's lots of people who are involved in that. There's people who brought the milk to the store. There was the, the farmer who has the cow, who milked the cow, and blah, took care of the cow, and people who, who bottled it up, blah, 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 blah. There's so many steps along the way that allows you to have this thing. So the more you can do that, the more awareness you have about what something took to get to you, the more you'll appreciate it. I saw this story one time that somebody said there's a new survey out that found that 80% of men claim they help cook Thanksgiving dinner, which makes sense when you hear that they consider saying that smells good to be helping. <laughs> Last thing, random acts of kindness. Allow your kids to see you do that, to put a note of encouragement on someone's windshield, um, to leave, leave uh, some extra tip money for someone who, who um, did a really good job. Random anonymous acts of kindness are awesome. It shows that you care. It shows that you're, you're giving to other people and you don't want them to know, which means it's, it's a selfless giving, if you will. Anytime your kids can see you do that, or you do it for them or other people, it's great modeling. So those are some ways that you can experience gratitude, give gratitude, express gratitude, so you can put yourself into that state of mind. And it's, I think it's impossible to be in a state of mind of being grateful and appreciative at the same time being angry or depressed or anxious. They, they don't coexist, so it helps a lot. I saw a quote by Rumi, the famous poet, who said, gratitude is the wine for the soul. Go on, get drunk. <laughs> Let me finish this podcast with a couple of funny little quotes and stories I found on a website <clears throat> about gratitude and thanksgiving. Here's the first one. How do you show bananas your gratitude? You show bananas gratitude by saying thanks a bunch. Why isn't the turkey hungry at Thanksgiving? Because, because he's already stuffed. The first year I didn't eat Thanksgiving leftovers and the day after, I quit cold turkey. This one's a little harsh, but I think it's interesting. We're having a traditional Thanksgiving this year. We're going, to invite, we're going to invite the neighbors to dinner, then we're going to murder them and take their land. Yikes, but true. 
If you log into Amazon and other retailers' websites for Thanksgiving sales the day after, you may save up to 70%, but if you don't log in, you save 100%. Another, another one. This year, I'm going to save money on Christmas gifts by bringing up politics during Thanksgiving dinner. That's a good one. And last but not least, as I end this podcast and wish you all a happy holidays, happy Thanksgiving, and all the other holidays that, that come after, um, I hope that you can incorporate gratitude into your life, not just during Thanksgiving and the holidays. That's a good time to remind ourselves, but also throughout the year. Let's end with this, with this joke. Knock, knock. Who's there? Normally. Normally who? Normally, I don't eat this much at Thanksgiving. I will see you back in a week. Pass this on. Listen to it with your kids. Uh, thanks so much for stopping by every week. I'll see you then. Oops, I almost forgot. Um, I'll, I'm going to uh, create a, a handout that shows all the ways that you can express gratitude so you don't have to memorize all this or whatever. And I'll have my wife post it on my website. So if you'd like to get that list, go to drtimjordan.com, and it should be on there uh, within the next week. Thanks. <laughs>